Hey there, I'm Dominique Saint-Pierre. You're listening to Go Podcast. Today, I will talk a bit about interfaces and refactoring in Go. Hello, Gophers. Uh, this will be a kind of a different episode this time because I was uh, looking for a topic and uh, I'm really excited these days about a refactor that I'm doing in the static backend. Uh, so I will be talking about that today. So basically using interfaces to help with major refactoring of, of your code. So let me give you a quick uh, background history of static backend. So static backend started as a private SaaS uh, I built that in 2019. I was uh, wanting to build a Firebase alternative and yeah, w wanted to offer a paid uh, hosting for, for that. Um, but the goal was to be able to go out of the platform and self-host the application itself. So long story short, I open sourced it uh, due to lack of traction. Uh, with the, the paid SaaS, so I've decided to op open source. This this is a passion project of mine. So this is uh, this is starting to to shape really nicely, uh, in my opinion. But one aspect that was not great about it, um, I was using MongoDB, uh, and frankly, all all of the code base was tightly coupled with MongoDB everywhere. So for instance, I had you know a lot of places ev everywhere that 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 was touching to the database, uh, even a, the smallest code possible, uh, it was it was like using the Mongo package and directly using uh, you know, the defined function everywhere so so yeah it was uh it was not really provider agnostic database provider agnostic and uh i wanted to uh support postgres and uh because well first of all uh it, it has been requested and uh, for lots uh lots of reasons but um but yeah this will be uh, this will be my story about uh, how I refactored this code. Since I created that project as a software as a service at first, and I was not really knowing what would be the uh, you know the reach of the project, I uh, there there was no really unit tests and whatnot. So the the code was was kind of just it was an MVP ish and. Uh, during the last two years, I really, uh, you know, since I open sourced it, uh, I, I really tried to uh, to continue refactoring the code, adding unit tests and whatnot. So to me, uh, that was really important to to be able to to extract an interface for the data persistence. Um, so this is what I, I want to talk about and why I really really enjoy interfaces in go um but at the same time i'm never really sure uh when when to use them or not you know it's it's it always seems to be after the fact that i re realized that 
well, I should probably be using a, an interface here. And also I, I discovered that when doing refactoring like that, creating an interface just just makes sense and, and is just the right way to, to go. Um, so basically I went ahead and defined all the functions that needed to, to be called to access the database. So for instance, creating document, reading document, querying the, the document, uh, creating files and function because stat static backend is a backend as a service. So it, it does not just handle the database. It, it, it do handles server side function. It do handle storage. It handles, you know, uh, scheduled task and whatnot. So th there is a lot of mit meta information that, that is also handled uh, for your application. But the database part was was kind of directly written that the logic was was written directly in 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 the web handler if you will so in go um so i extracted all all of that code so the way the way i did that was that i started to list all the functions that that needed to to be uh uh implemented for for uh, you know for a, a data persistence implementation and since my my code was already working for mongodb so i created this implementation first so i just like extracted the code from the web handlers and replaced that with with a single line call to a you know the function on the on the interface and after that it was it was just a matter of implementing that for postgres sql and by doing that, I mean, first of all, uh, to be to be completely frank, I I had a really great time. It it was the most f funniest moment. I I tweet about that a couple of days ago. Uh, it was it was really I I don't know. I it felt right, and I I I also created a you know a, a test suite for MongoDB and Postgres at the same time by you know while doing the implementation why not create as well a full coverage uh, unit test of, of all those functions and uh, and yeah it, it was really nice so my experience so far with interface is mostly it's it's either I w I I'm going to create them maybe for nothing or or they are not really needed if I do that too early in my project. Otherwise, I usually wait a little bit and it it is more clear uh, when when to use them or not. And another way to know for me is also, well, when, when doing you, you test as well. So, well, uh, you know, probably for dependency injections and whatnot. So when you want to support different behavior in your test for example so that that could be that could be an example so for instance uh i'm using a a caching mechanism so basically it's redis uh in 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 production but in my test uh you know a simple map is is all i need so extracting an interface and now passing around this interface 
start uh, you know it 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 kind of prevent your code to uh, to be tightly coupled with any implementation and um for an um, uh, an open source project or library I, I think i think it's great because you never really know uh when you will need to implement something else so you cannot you cannot really be sure that you know 100 it, it will always be ready so it will always be mongodb in, in my in my case and uh and yeah so so what exactly happened uh when i created this this interface was uh yeah like i was saying the the code just became uh, really clean and the way go and all interface so i i guess I, you probably know but le let's say let's say there is some uh, newcomer to go that listen to this podcast so just quickly uh, you 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 define some functions in an interface and as long as you have a type that implement those functions then it means that you are you know your type can be uh, can be passed around as the interface so you just need to implement functions it's, it's it's really really beautiful how they did that and and yeah like like i was saying i don't i don't think there is a good way to make sure that you are going to to be creating the right interface at first so that's why i tend to delay the creation of them uh, as much as i can some good places to start creating interface are you know when you when you have a type and this type have a field of something uh, that that it needs to do let's say it may, it, it might be it might be a call to an external services it might be just a function or something it, it let's let's say you have this type abc and and in a field xyz and xyz is of type function that accept a string and return a string, then you could probably create an interface for that and pass. Let, let's say you, ha you have a new function that return a, an instance of your type ABC, then you could receive an interface in this function. And when you create your ABC, type you could fill the xyz property or the field with what you received which is an interface and and your interface could be could be a simple uh, a simple a, a single function or it could be multiple functions and whatnot so um so well this this is basically dependencies injection uh, it's very hard to explain that on on a, a podcast for instance and i think i'm not doing a great job at the moment but the point is when when you have a type that depends on something else uh this something else is probably a good way or or, or the entire uh the entire things that this something else needs to do uh this probably is a good a good candidate for for an interface and another another aspect is um yeah, like, like you know, any any kind of I/O, so input output, uh, and, I, and I'm not talk uh, talking about file I/O here. This is this is you know greatly done with the I/O reader and writer, but I'm mostly talking about um, let's say you your application needs to call an external API, so that could be a good way to create an interface because 
on your unit test, you might not want to reach out to the uh, to the uh, you know to the outside world. So you might want to create an interface, extract the functions that will need to be called, uh, f you know, for this API, and ju just implement a, a dummy or a fake uh, a fake implementation in your test. And that way, that way, yeah, yeah, you could. Uh, you could use that that implement implementation in your in your in your test. So the way the way to to use them. So it, it's it's one thing to create them, but um, you still you still need to understand a little bit about how they are, you know, how they come to life. Um, in my in my example, I I was going to implement another another database engine uh, entirely. So how does the application knows which implementation to use? Well, to me, it's it's a simple uh, environment variable that the consumer of, of my uh, of my open source project uh, needs to fill. And if they they indicate that they want Mongo, then it will it will take uh, the, the Mongo implementation, and otherwise it will take the the Postgres. So there is multiple ways to tell your application how to do that. And you know which implementation to uh, to use. Usually, you don't really need uh, much because you often have the interface into the input of of some uh, some functions. And depending on if you are uh, you know executing the, the code in production, then then you pass a certain things. And if if you are running that in your test, for example, uh, then you could pass another implementation. So uh, so yeah, and 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 you could you could have an implementation for unit tests. You can have an impl uh, implementation for integration tests as well, and uh, and yeah, and and one for your production. So let's continue with our example of calling an, an external API. So your integration test could be that it it is not calling the real API, but but a mock API that you you created yourself. And uh, and you still have a kind of a feel of calling a real thing, but still controlling all you know all the flow between your test and and the uh, the API itself. So that's that's another another great way to uh, to to know when to to create them. If you want to see that in action. Uh, Please uh, feel free to look at the GitHub repository for static backend. It's static backend HQ slash core on GitHub. And also, if you have a topic idea, then uh, for this podcast, then please uh, reach out to me uh, via Twitter. is probably the best way. So Dem uh, Dominique Saint Pierre, uh, this is my Twitter handle. And on that, uh, have a great time writing Go. All right, that's it for this week. I hope you liked uh, the episode. And again, if you uh, if you can share and talk about the podcast, that would be extremely appreciated. Uh, also, if you want to check my book out, I have a course named Build SaaS App in Go. So it's at buildsasappingo.com. All right, see you in two weeks. Bye.